Palestine Report on Sabah Muslim with Maulana Ibrahim Musa. Maulana, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Give us the latest from the truce negotiations underway in Cairo. So from the Israeli and American side, Rana, we've got uh, an apparent rush to conclude some kind of agreement before Ramadan. And the rationale behind this, uh, one seems to be that uh, the Americans and the Israelis would not want the optics of continuing this war in Ramadan uh, you know, to, to dampen their, their efforts. Uh, and also, on the other hand, the failing uh, war effort from the Israelis not having achieved any of their major goals. And uh, there's obviously more pressure on the Israelis after the fallout of the massacre, such as the flower massacre that took place last week. And therefore, we've got uh, reports that uh, Biden is now pushing Egypt and Qatar to get Hamas to agree to a temporary ceasefire deal before Ramadan. The key word there is obviously a temporary uh, ceasefire deal. But amidst the optimism that uh, the Americans and the Israelis had reported on last week, uh, yesterday reports saying that there is a growing pessimism in Israel that this deal can be reached before Ramadan, the Israelis saying that Hamas has no intention of reaching an agreement, that's their claim, uh, in the coming days and is looking forward or is keen to take this battle on even in the month of Ramadan. The Israelis are very wary about this, concerned about this, as I mentioned earlier, the optics of this occurring in Ramadan uh, because this is going to put Masjid al-Aqsa at the center of the battle and it's also going to inflame uh, not only uh, the existing fronts uh, in Lebanon as well as Gaza but also uh, extending this into uh, the West Bank. Uh, from the Israeli side, they're alleging that uh, they cannot proceed with these negotiations because they want to know from Hamas beforehand how many hostages or how many Israeli prisoners are still alive and what is the ratio that uh, Hamas wants to deal with here in terms of uh, how many Palestinian prisoners to be released uh, for every Israeli uh, prisoner of war held in, in the Gaza Strip. Uh, but from uh, Hamas side, they're saying that we can deal with those details later on. What we need as the starting point of these negotiations is a absolute end to the war in Gaza. And that has been consistent from Hamas for the past few weeks. Uh, according to a Hamas official quoted by CNN, uh, they're saying that the three sticking points are that Hamas wants a permanent ceasefire. They want a withdrawal of the occupation forces totally from the Gaza Strip and then the return of the dis- displaced people from Gaza from the south to the north. I think what makes the stakes quite high uh, here and a lot of pressure is being exerted on Hamas is uh, that the Americans have put their weight behind the Israelis, kind of suggesting that this is a genuine offer when, uh, you know, the, the, the concerns of Hamas and the Palestinians are not really factored in. And uh, secondly, you have uh, the Americans putting a lot of pressure on Qatar as well as Egypt, uh, using them as the front men and saying that they are also part of this deal and using that as extra leverage to pressurize Hamas into some sort of deal. The ironies and hypocrisies of eight drops over Gaza. So on Saturday, yeah, we have the uh, U.S. military see 
C-130 cargo planes dropping food in pallets over over Gaza. And uh, according to the reports, they, they claim to have dropped 38,000 meals from uh, in, in 66 bundles over the Gaza Strip. This was uh, done by the U.S. Central Command, which said it had coordinated with the Jordanian Air Force uh, to provide essential relief to quote civilians affected by the ongoing conflict. Now, the irony and hypocrisy of all of this is firstly, this is no act of defiance. Uh, anybody who wants to do any kind of air, air drops over the Gaza Strip today has to do it in coordination with the Israelis. And the Israelis would definitely not, uh, allow this uh, in, measure, in certain measure because they know that it does not substantially interfere with a policy of deliberately stabbing Palestinians to death. Uh, and uh, it, it will serve its propaganda imagery, falsely suggesting that the people of Gaza are now receiving some sort of uh, assistance. The second hypocrisy here is that this is now the United States itself participating in these airdrops uh, as if it is a helpless player in the genocide that is occurring in, in Gaza. I mean, many people have pointed out this is a small, a few pieces of bread amidst the bombs that the Americans continue to to, to send to the Israelis. Uh, next would be the Rafah border crossing. If Egypt is part of these airdrops, um, uh, why 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 doesn't Egypt exercise its sovereignty to actually open open that uh, border crossing fully to allow for unhindered access to aid? Why do the Americans who send so much assistance to the Egyptians? and the Israelis uh, not uh, leverage that to allow the border to fully open uh, for this aid to, to reach uh, the Gaza Strip. And lastly, you've got uh, Jordan, who is uh, you know, involved in these stunts. Uh, they're doing this for domestic consumption to pacify uh, their own populations and to just show that this is all about optics. Uh, it's been revealed that uh, Jordan has uh, got an Instagram influencer to be part of some of these trips and also an American uh, filmmaker. And as they've also invited uh, the U.S. radio network NPR, a national public uh, uh, radio, to be part of some of these airdrops, uh, you know, keen to milk the publicity uh, around this. And I quote from Ali Abu Nima in the Electronic Intifada, where he says that what is being marketed as benevolent assistance amounts to humanitarian aid theater that does nothing to end the systematic and intentional campaign of starvation. Israel and its American and European allies with the complicity of regional regimes are waging against the Palestinians and the effect, whether intentional or not, of these airdrops is to relieve Israel and its backers of pressure to lift the total siege that Tel Aviv has imposed on the coastal enclave with the clear intent of causing maximum suffering and death to as many people as possible. And tell us about how Israel has defied every single ICJ provisional order. Absolutely. 26th of January was when those provisional measures were handed down and more than a month now has, has passed. Uh, very quickly, uh, if we look at uh, a few of these, the court instructed Israel to take all measures to prevent killing Palestinian civilians in Gaza. However, since the 26th of January, as we all very well know, civilians have been killed every single day, whether they are uh, normal civilians, healthcare workers, journalists, 
people waiting for humanitarian aid, lest we forget the traumatic story of Hind Rajab, the five-year-old Palestinian girl, killed after the 26th of January, and 115 Palestinians killed more recently last week in the flower massacre that took place in Gaza. Another of the provisional measures prevent bodily harm. Uh, and it, in the period since the 26th of, Je- uh, of, of January, we've got uh, independent experts saying that they've received reports of Palestinian detainees being subjected to multiple forms of sexual assault. Again, after the 26th of January, uh, another of the prov- provisional measures deliberately inflicting conditions mm-hmm. on Palestinians that are calculated to bring about physical destruction of the community in hold or part and to prevent to avoid measures that intend to prevent births in gaza we have now after the 26th of january exacerbation of starvation of babies in gaza and the 50,000 pregnant women in gaza uh one in five pregnant women is now being treated for malnourishment again that goes directly against what the court had ordered Uh, And then the court ordered Israel to take immediate measures to enable basic services and humanitarian assistance to Gaza. And one would have thought that at least on this measure, even uh, on a surface level, the Israelis would have allowed more humanitarian assistance to uh, to the Gaza Strip. But since the ruling, the daily average number of trucks entering the Gaza Strip has fallen uh, because between the early days of January, 147 trucks were entering Gaza daily. And now, uh, in the period after the ruling, only 57 trucks, if not less, have been entering the Gaza Strip. And lastly, one of the provisional measures, Morana, was... uh, preventing and uh, punishing incitement to commit genocide against the Gaza Strip in a clear violation of this. Two days after the ruling, a huge conference attended by Israeli ministers, politicians and rabbis about the resettlement in Gaza, full of statements that were deemed to be genocidal. And May Golan, on the 19th of February, uh, Minister for the Advancement of Women in Netanyahu's government, uh, said... Uh, Again, this is after the 26th of January, genocidal incitement. I am personally proud of the ruins of Gaza Mm. and that every baby, even 80 years from now, will tell their grandchildren that uh, what the Jews did, not a dove, not an olive branch, only a sword to cut off Yahya Sinwar's head. So the point of all of this is uh, this, this is not the Israelis even attempting to show a face that they've done something here. It's open defiance, which just highlights the point that without an effective uh, enforcement mechanism, uh, the ICJ ruling is symbolic and it's uh, it, it's part of an arsenal of measures that uh, that, that is 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 uh, useful for solidarity, uh, but on its own, it is clearly not sufficient. Morana, as always, shukran for the weekly update. We really appreciate it. Barakallahu feek. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. This week's Palestine Report with Morana Ibrahim Musa.